If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-547-4804 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-547-4804. That's 800-547-4804. Again, 800-547-4804. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome, everybody, to the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative radio show on earth other than the alien shows when you listen to those late at night driving through nevada where your car's broken down in a storm uh, off a little tiny road call us at 855 law radio i'm your host frederick penny with denise dirks and todd kunin and our producer cal hunter you know what uh, we're talking about general topics of law seek local counsel uh, we're not giving legal advice I feel better now that I said that. Uh, I've protected myself and all of us sitting in this room. It's like this uh, sigh of relief, it my It is. I have to say that Wish first, you... <coughs> and then I feel better. I just feel so much better after saying that. Wish you could see just the it, – it's like the weight of the world has been oh. lifted off of his shoulders after doing the disclaimer. Not that he would ever listen to us in the first place if we did yes. not disclaimer. Do yeah. the disclaimer He's all so. scrunched up. He's just all scrunched <laughs> up and then ah. – don't, yeah. don't, don't email it's, me about a case. It's like legal repentance. Oh, my gosh. I did. I'm sorry. Glad I got that off. The my load chest. is off my shoulder. <laughs> Hi, oh. Denise. Good morning. You doing well today? I'm doing well today. I guess that's the producer taking over from the host. No, it just, ask, just asking a question. <laughs> she was looking looking left out, and I thought, well, I think I'll just ask. Oh, I said no. hi to her. I always stay a little quiet in the beginning because um, everybody's so excited to get started. Oh, no, Denise is just waiting to see what we're going to screw up on and then let us know. <laughs> so I've been, I was gone last week. I'm glad the, uh, the my little lovely co-host handled everything just fine. A million complaints after they uh, had it last week without me, but other oh, yeah. than that, it's not too bad, and... Todd's got a uh, a podcast now. It sounds like he's going to be invited on to a singles podcast. Uh, we'll see how I, that goes. I, I, I vaguely saw something about that sent I over. I signed you to, up. I'll have to take it. Is it a singles podcast or yeah. is it a podcast for attorneys who have no. a sole practitioner? No, no it's singles. It's oh, singles really? people across the United States Everybody that, wants you. that talk. And, <laughs> and, uh, is that the name of it? We signed you up. No, it's actually a little more risque than that. Oh, boy. Well, I don't know. I have no idea. I just said, they, when people ask stuff like that, I just go, 
All right, Todd, you do it. Denise and I are going to let Todd do it. Yeah, exactly. That's like, that's, that's like the old Mikey commercials. You know, yes. He won't Mikey, 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 yes, Mikey. Yes, yes, Mikey. Mikey. He likes it. He likes it. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what reputation is he going to lose, Denise? None. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to lose. You and I have everything to lose. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, right. A lot. <laughs> Not like, I go on there. You know, I get caught in some major scandal. Fred's over here. Uh, sadly, that's actually a boost up for him. <laughs> it, it got us publicity at Radio Law Talk. Yes, yes. Todd's in jail. We got publicity. We've got win-win. <laughs> we got rid of him, and <laughs> we've got some exciting news. I kind of was going to say it this week, but I was told by um, our affiliates relations person to wait till next week. But we have lots of exciting news always to uh, announce, especially uh, expansion of Radio Law Talk and more and more. Affiliates grabbing hold of our uh, show. People, I'm telling you, the vast majority of people love our show, um, and we get positive uh, feedback, except for one negative one. But uh, we like constructive criticism. We got a negative piece of feedback. Yeah, I I think it was was, constructive. I didn't think it was negative. Well, it was about Cal, but that's so it didn't matter. (laughs) Again? Yeah, again. Yeah, it was just about Cal. Oh, gee. Today we're going to talk about Golden State Killer. Yeah, the email address. We we are going to talk about the Golden State Killer, uh, and we're going to give a little bit behind the scenes. Not that we know behind the scenes, but we got a former prosecutor uh, here in our midst that's going to talk about that. We got to talk about Laughlin's sentencing briefly. Uh, Trump tax return issue. We're again, we're politically neutral. We're not jumping one side or the other, but it's just interesting the legalities of this issue. We want to talk about Uber Lyft lawsuits uh, and the latest judge's ruling. This is really important and interesting, and it will affect a lot of people one way or the other. Uh, I know some people get tired of hearing about uh, Epstein, but you know what? Uh, there's some interesting stuff that came forward uh, this week. We're going to talk about in the Epstein case uh, a Los Angeles church lawsuit. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we got Carol Burnett. That's going to be interesting that I'm going to have Denise talk about, about a child custody issue. Um, and then we've got postal service lawsuits. There's a, there's a lot going on, but there isn't a lot going on. So that's what we're going to talk about. But we do, we do one thing, Cal, and the most important thing we do. And by the way, wait a minute before you do it. Wait for my post. I'm going to put it on Radio Law Talk Instagram and our Twitter. Watch what... I- Watch what I'm going to post. I was at one of the main studios that Cal works at, and I took a picture. And wait till you see oh, no. this picture. So was radio- that on Naked Radio Day? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh. and, 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 there, and you're saying, why? Why am I bringing this up? How does this affect? It's all about case or no case, and I want you to see this picture. Cal, just can we just start out with case or no case? Now right. it's time to play case or no case. Yay! I take you to Cupertino, California. We have all heard the Apple iPod, and we've certainly all heard of it. It changed the music industry. Sakrit Saleh was an engineer for Apple. He helped design the iPod and was stunned to learn that his design was being used for a U.S. government-built top-secret iPod. Sakret was incensed because he had copyrighted a couple of aspects of the design, even though Apple technically owns them. His name is on them. And and, uh, he said the shape, the placement of the buttons, those were all his. But the contractor, Halliburton, modified the iPod to function as a, wait for it, Geiger counter. 
and uh, Saleh was incensed. Uh, uh, yeah, Sakrit Saleh was incensed because he was a music player and was told by his employer that was the only purpose for his design, and he didn't want his military his stuff be used for any military application. Oh. So he said, "Can I sue Halliburton over this?" And he sought legal counsel to find out if that was doable. And I ask you. Denise, as she puts her eyes straight down on the table, case or no case, what say you, Denise? Um, I've heard of this case. I mean, I, I don't exactly know what to say because this is an area of the law that I, I don't do a lot of. But Apple oh, probably Ge Geiger owns... counters law? Yeah, exactly. I don't even know what a Geiger counter is. It tests That's nuclear regulation. Yeah. They wanted to sneak it into Russia after Chernobyl because Russia would not let people in to do assess the damage so they made these secret little ipods they could sneak in and go you know and, and that's about the right time frame for halliburton yeah. yeah and um apple would own part of it but as an employee they would own probably most of that design but he might have been able to copyright pieces of it because that may be what he brought to well, apple patent, so patent, patent is a better word and i'm sorry it's patented not copyright patent is a better word you're right that is that's because uh, you can prep patent processes and all this stuff but you can't copyright I'm so happy I am so happy to stall I know I am so happy we said at the same time you and I Denise is back I miss her so much her, she is the ultimate stall lawyer your right. your honor hold on here I like to blow my nose uh hold on here I got a nail I got to file down really quick here let me think about it yeah your honor objection I would love to have seen Denise at her wedding you know do you take this man to be well on the one hand <laughs> when you say take when you say what what do you actually i'm stalling to make sure that we maximize the amount of gifts that we're getting okay all right i am going to say that secret salon that name is weird so i'm going to say that it is a scenario in no case huh okay uh, Mr. Penny, what say you about the uh, about? Uh... I'm going to say it's a case. This okay. is an absolutely a case, and I think that uh, the uh, government wins in this one because it is not the same type of device. Okay, and uh, Mr. Kunin, I'm sure you have a do thought a on this. One, I can do. I can do a quick one. I, yeah. I agree with Denise. Yeah. The name Secret Salad, Secret Salad, whatever it is, it's just a Secret Salad. It's too odd. <laughs> it's too odd. I'm going to say. He's an Eastern Indian engineer. Haven't you heard of these names yes, before? Okay. You guys I'm are going killing to say me. It's not that case. <laughs> you got the poor guy. So okay. no case. All no right, case. we're going to be back you after this no and case. find out. Okay. But you're going to look for my tweet and my Instagram on Radio Law Talk. I'm putting it up now before we come back and finish Case or No Case. All right, stay tuned. There's more Radio Law Talk, including the answer to Case or No Case, coming right up, so don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed. Make it quick quack. Pretty shiny sexy just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to give my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash. A hundred feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. I'll spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road and come visit the dock. Quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone like nobody else could possibly understand we understand we're overeaters anonymous and we have helped thousands of people just like you people who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy rewarding life overeaters anonymous help me get my life back now i eat in a way that's healthy and good for me i never realized what i was missing out on with oa i am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. This is Frederick Penny, Todd Keenan, and Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure. Radio Law Talk is heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought, my business should be advertising there right now. We agree. So email info at radiolawtalk.com. And we'll get right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets. Email info at radiolawtalk.com now. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Okay, it's um, I'm, I'm reading. Uh, I just posted it on Radio Law Talk Instagram. I'll put it on Facebook also. Uh, but l- let me give you a hint. Uh, my hashtag 
is bathroom reading. <laughs> is bathroom reader? Yeah, well, so uh, there you go. Uh, so uh, go go to Instagram. You'll see it. Here we go. And it's where Cal, ready for this? It's where Cal gets all his inspiration for our case and no cases. So uh, Don is there. Fred, that is just not true. <laughs> it's not. Don is going to look it up. She's here with us. I have back. interviewed oh. the uh, the author of Bathroom Reader several times. She lives no, in there's a, no, I did not take nice a picture guy. of that book. It's not hmm? that book. <laughs> it's another book. It's a very it's a very cultural book. It's oh, sex cultural. and uh, sex and society or something Sex like that. and culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting <laughs> book that comes to the conclusion that oh. my brother-in-law gave it to me. It comes to the conclusion that the more open we are sexually, the less a society has a tendency, a tendency to accomplish in terms of civic projects and uh, uh, advancing civilization. It's a fascinating thesis, but the trouble is it's like 18 million pages. But here's the best part. I, I, want, it, I want you to I want you, I want you to see the books that are next to it. This is in the bathroom. Uh, sex and culture. Good day, Paul Harvey. <laughs> Come on now. And now and, the and, rest uh, of the, the story. story. Good day. And reclaim California. <laughs> oh my well, gosh. I, I, I love your bathroom over there at the who's, studio. Who's Beatrice? I, huh? Who's Beatrice? Be, that is a. That's just a book about old baby names. This is a, a baby name book. Bring back Beatrice. You see. Read that on the toilet. No, it's just sitting there got, for looks. It's, got, it's a it's library. Got two volumes of it there. <laughs> and he's got, he's got, and then, then money rules. Sex and culture. Good day, good day, Paul Harvey, and money rules all right next well, to let, each other. Let's not forget that a couple of months ago there was a run on toilet paper. That's true. <laughs> I tell you guys. Hey, but did we have a? Did, did we? Are we waiting for results? Yes, yet? I'm waiting okay. for results. I'm but we not, had. I'm to, not going to tell you after that. We had to let you know now where he gets all his case or no cases from. While All right, so um, we All told right. you about Sakrit Saleh, who was an engineer for Apple, who helped design the iPod, and uh, then Apple sold it to Halliburton, and Halliburton co-opted the design to make a secret Geiger counter that they could smuggle into the Soviet Union. And uh, those of you who said, and he didn't like that, so those of you who said this was a case, who would that be? That would be Fred. I see... There's karma when you when you make fun of me, Fred. That's all I can say. <laughs> because it is, uh, those of you who say it was a case, I'm so sorry. It was not a case. Oh, Denise it is, is however, funny. an absolutely true scenario. This did happen. Oh, we did get uh, there. Yeah, yeah but, uh, but there was no lawsuit ever filed over it. Now, next time on Case or No Case, uh, under the doctrine of sovereign immunity. So oh. we'll talk about that <laughs> next time. <laughs> On case or no case, so stay tuned for that. Oh, yes. loser, loser. <laughs> Listen, that, that's what I get, I guess. In, the, in the restroom in Fred's home, Todd, in all fairness, no books, no magazines, no nothing. <laughs> you're in there, you're out of there. All I got to say <laughs> is I can't wait till one of them come to my house and they're going to go to my bathrooms and take pictures of the books I've got in they're there. They're very focused when they... This room has a name. Use it for that function. Get in again. Yes. Look, no. I'll tell you what I got next to my toilet. A piece of paper and a pen. Blank piece of paper and a pen. That's all you get. In case something hits, some inspiration. Well, that's yeah. because you have bidets at every toilet, that's right? That's true. I yeah, do. Okay. Yeah. I do. I'm that's a bidet what the guy. For. Yeah. I'm a bidet guy. That's why. Oh, we got a toilet paper here. Up a problem. Really? Oh, oh, I didn't know that. All right. Speaking of sex, murder, and video, <laughs> we're going to talk about <laughs> the trifecta uh, it, of entertainment. It is not funny, but the but the situation here is, and this is really interesting. Those of you in radio law talk land, I want you to understand. This we're talking about the serial killer, the Golden State Killer. There's a lot of us here in this room as we're sitting, us lawyers, 
that knew of people who knew this guy. Because he's out of this Northern California area, and we, uh, and we are uh, based out of Northern California, and we know people, I know one gal that dated him for a time period, actually dated him for a short time period. Um, and uh, it's just, this guy was a, a police officer in Auburn, California, which is about, oh, probably a half hour from where our studios 20 are. 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to tell you where our, where our hidden studios are, but, but, they is, but it's not too far. Um, and they, they arrested him in the Sacramento, California area, which is where we are in the Sacramento uh, area. So uh, he has now come down uh, and has uh, uh, understands. The most important thing that's interesting, yeah, don't stop laughing. Th- that's interesting is how they found out he was guilty. We have, a Den- was. we have a Denise down. We have a Denise down with the laughing. <laughs> so how did they find out? Through what? Genealogy. It, yes. And yes, the DNA, DNA yeah. stuff. And and they they just they hired professional genealogists to they still had some DNA from all these rapes and murders and what have you and and they just focused it down till they till they caught him. Yeah, they put it on a public site where people can find out their own genealogy and they put they put his on there to see if they got a hit. They got a hit out of a man out of um, that was out of Oregon. Uh, an older gentleman who was in a senior citizen's home there, and they could rule him out, and they got his family members' um, DNA, and they put it back into that system, and they came up with a direct hit. So, so let me explain really quickly what we're talking about here with that. They, there was no DNA on file of the Golden State Killer. Right. There was nothing for him on file because even though he had been convicted of other crimes, they were all misdemeanors and wasn't subject to the mandatory DNA collection procedures. But they did have evidence. It just wasn't in the system, right? Right. So we're getting to that. So what they had was they've got these cases where somebody had been raped or killed, and they have a DNA profile of the person that did it. They just don't have anybody to match it to. Right. So when we talk about what we're matching, what we're talking about is the DNA that was collected at the scene and they don't right. know who it is, came back to a half match of somebody else who turned out to be a family member of this guy. So they had to go back. But they found, though, that a lot of these these instances were all the same DNA. Yes. Once they're able to get it relatively close, they can then get a search warrant to go in and actually take a collection of that person's DNA, the, ser- the Golden State Killer's DNA. Right. Once they got that... Then they match it up with the DNA samples, and it's a perfect match. Yeah, we're going to come back and talk about uh, what he says and what the uh, impact statements were and a little bit about his wife and what she says. We'll be back. All right, stay tuned as Radio Law Talk continues here. We are live every Saturday, 9 to noon Pacific time on RadioLawTalk.com. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. 
Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108. That's 800-814-5108. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. Break, uh, Denise, you and I were talking about the uh, the uh, Golden State Killer. T- go over some of these little facts that are interesting that are, um, to us, I know this is like, people are probably going, you guys are sick. This is not interesting. To us as lawyers, though, we, we, we look at the legal aspects of it and the psyche of people, don't we? And, and, and tell us a little bit about, you know, what this guy was like and how things, again, it doesn't, say this is a fact, but it's interesting, this correlation. Right. Well, there was a book that was written about this very matter uh, long before they even discovered uh, D'Angelo was the Golden State Killer. And when that book came out, uh, D'Angelo was still living with his his now former wife. His former wife's a family law attorney, and I do know her. Um, I've had several cases, more than several cases against her. And... um, there's no love lost between her and I, but I do have to say that reading that book, um, there were periods of time when the Golden State Killer did not rape or kill. And if you look at those periods of time, they correlate to his wife having children. And um, there was just so many things that came out as a result of this. And I don't want to get in yet to what the victim statements were or any of that stuff because those are also really important to at least have a slight discussion on. Um, but there's a lot of coincidence in this case. And, and after that book came out, um, that's when um, 
the focus then started to become on D'Angelo. And he was a police officer way down in way um, early, way on, early 20s, on in Visalia, I believe it was. Oh, wow. So down in Southern California and even um, in the middle part of California before he was in Auburn. There's true. You see this as a divorce lawyer uh, that <clears throat> there's a lot of things spouses don't know about their spouses when they get married to them. It's like, I didn't know that. What? I mean, a lot of hidden things. You know, when you get married, you don't do a full-blown investigation into the history of your spouse by hiring a private investigator. Thank heaven. Uh, uh, yes, you yeah. don't. <laughs> but, but my the, wife's sitting here saying, "Now you tell now me." Now you tell me. <laughs> so, so, but it, but isn't that true, Denise? That's that you see that in divorce cases where you it's do. like, well, I had no idea he was this kind of person, or right. vice versa, she was this right. kind right. And of I person. think I think everybody at the very initial part. When I say everybody, I'm talking about a very small population of attorneys that you right. know had understood um, his wife. And what what I what I say is that. How could you not know? You sit there and you wonder, right. how could you not know? But when you listen to her story, what you find out is this is a very hardworking woman that was going to school for, to become a lawyer eventually. She was in you know, a state school and then she went to a law school. And at kids. the same time, she, well, she did had kids a little bit in between, but most importantly, she was working too. So this is a person who's going to school and working and not aware of where her husband is. When he's telling her, I'm going fishing, or I'm gonna go visit my dad in another you know, state, or whatever he told her, she had no reason to doubt him. Right. So I, I mean, it is credible that she did not know anything about this. I mean, I have to say. And he's obviously very good at being deceptive. Right. And, you know, I mean, you know, and, and as a cop, he knows all of the investigative tricks, all go. the things people look for, all the trails people leave behind. That's right. So apparently it was pretty effective at just doing this in a stealth mode. You know? Yeah, he understood what could get him caught. Except for the DNA thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was quite mean about this. Well, gosh, killing and raping. I'm not, I'm sorry, I don't mean to like be light of that. But when you stop and you think that he used to call his victims on the phone and say, I'm going to kill you. Oh, you know? he do that? And, yes, he, he was like he would torture them long after the um, initial criminal acts that he took against oh, them. So in other words, he would like when he after he raped them, he would then call them and 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 call them and go. Or say, "I'm going to kill your wife and make you watch." He right. would say stuff like that. I mean, was, this right. guy was just I mean, it was mean. just mean, just yeah, like psycho, subhuman. Yeah, uh, yeah, honestly. So it goes into that he tried to you know little things like one of the things the motions would before the court was. Well, he, apparently he comes in like all frail, and, and yet there's pictures of him, videos of him being, you know, <laughs> healthy and exercising in the jail. But but the judge threw that out, saying, "Look, okay, this 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 has no relevance as to whether or not he murdered and what he's did. I mean, if it comes, if it, and and what the prosecutors argued though, which was a kind of a smart smart argument, is they said uh, we're worried about the later him seeking compassionate release because he's he's claiming he's frail." We want this evidence to show that he's not. Well, I guess the judge kind of insinuated, well, we'll cross that bridge if that ever comes. Then we yeah. use that. Yeah, and you know what he did? The judge was really smart. I liked what the judge did here because he did not, I, in my opinion, he didn't do anything that was going to cause an appeal or anything like that. He said that um, we will keep the video in the file, and if that comes up later, the video's there. And it can right. be utilized. Have you ever, have you ever uh, argued before this judge? I haven't. I haven't been before I, I, I know this judge. Oh, and okay. uh, I, I used to he, – he's a former criminal defense attorney, so I used to I've, – I've handled cases 
against him as a when he was a defense attorney. Huh, and and all I all I will say about the judge is this, and I and I I like it that I can say this about a couple of de- criminal defense attorneys that I knew when I was a prosecutor. If I for some reason could not be in court, right, and let's say their client was going to plead, and I didn't have time to write down what the terms of the plea deal was, and some DA was going to stand in for me. This particular individual is one that I could say, uh, Judge, or the name it was Whatever, at the yeah. time it was Mr. Bowman. He will tell you what the deal is. Right. The defense attorney will tell you because I knew he would not misrepresent it. I knew right. he would represent what it was, and and um, it just uh, and as a judge, he used to be a criminal defense attorney. I don't think that there's any chance that somebody's going to be able to pull the wool over his eyes as no. a judge because. He knows what's going on, and he, he knows the system. I, I, I This is going to be uh, – I, I think his rulings have been spot on. This this was a really important case, and it spanned across um, – I think it was it was like seven counties. Right. So we're talking about Yolo, San Joaquin, Contra Costa, um, Tulare, Sacramento, Santa Barbara, Ventura, mm-hmm. and Orange County. All of those counties suffered, yeah. and there were victims in every one of those counties. So many victims that they held the trial in a gymnasium. Right. I mean, right. this they had to make a huge ad hoc courtroom just so all the victims and the victims' relatives, you know, could come in and, and witness the proceedings. I well, mean, and then wow. and then they did that because of they had to be social distancing. Just talked to an attorney that uh, had a criminal case that was they ha- held it in a uh, high school gymnasium because of social distancing. But you're right, Cal. That's that's what's interesting. Well, let's move on past that. That's, that the summer he league was, was going. He, on, he so. was sentenced, by the way. Those of you who don't know, life imprisonment without parole. So. And he also was punished in a way because he had to sit through days and days of the victim statements, and he had to listen to them. And he got up at the end and stood up out of the wheelchair. And apologized to everybody in the courtroom. And that surprised me. I didn't think anybody thought that he was going to do that. And his wife wrote a victim statement on behalf of her and her family where she said, I don't want to take away from the other victims in this case. So I'm just going to say nobody will ever understand how bad this has harmed Our my family, children yeah. and my grandchildren. Right. No, I yeah. agree. It's, it's 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 sad all the way around. And 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 also the sad part is I know this is weird to say this a little bit, but the guy, you know, most of his life he lived a normal life. Um, I mean, like as in he, what is he in his seventies now? And this happened so long ago. It's 1970 he, through 1986. Yeah. yeah. So he lived a normal life through, and and, and unfortunately his his. Uh, what he's going to have to do now is not for very long. He's old. He's an old guy. Yeah. yeah he's not that old. Seventies not that old. He's like late seventies, isn't he? No, I don't think uh, so. Well, anyway, be better. So. Better have caught him in his twenties or thirties, but then, and then he would have spent a lot more time in jail. We're going to talk about Lori Laughlin and 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 not get into details because everyone's heard this a million times. But they they pled guilty. Lori and her husband have it's come down. They've what two and five years? Isn't that correct? Two year, I mean, two months. two months, months and five months in prison, and not just in prison, but they also have, uh, they were also two months. So Lori Laughlin's got two months in prison, pay a hundred fifty thousand dollar fine, uh, with two years of supervised release and a hundred hours of community service. Her husband got five months in prison, pays two hundred fifty thousand fine within two, and with two years supervised release and 250 hours of community service. Now, Todd, this is the question I want to ask you. 
And we got one minute, and we're going to come back. And fifteen. The this. answer is fifteen. Go. Okay, go. The answer is the question is what is community service? I've had people say, what is community service? What does that mean? What does it entail? Does that mean you have to go to the Boy Scouts and and help the Boy Scouts of America? What are some examples of what they do for community service when we come back? I want you to go through some of that. Okay. We'll be back and talk about that. Plenty of opportunities, right? And I mean, just got to find. Give us our phone number. Give the phone yeah. number, Cal. It's eight five five Law Radio. You can call us. We'd love to hear from you. We're also on Twitter, on Facebook, and every form of social media you can imagine, including pictures of my company bathroom. It's all there for you to go. Oh, really? <laughs> Radio Laptop continues. Don't go away. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and bailing company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. 
Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life, majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. See how you can help. If you pay my fee, I'll take your cake. Radio Law Talk. Now, back to the show. So we were talking in the last segment about um, the Laughlin case and uh, their sentencing. And then they all, it's, there's always this community service. And I, as a lawyer... I think would be the person that would generally understand it. I don't do I don't do criminal law, never have. Even I've always kind of wondered the details of what it means to do community service. And Todd, is it the people on the side of the freeway in the orange jumpsuits? Yes. Thank pick, you for picking, saying that. Picking up garbage. That's because, what I want to know. Because it is not. That's what I it thought. It is not. So the people on the side of the roadway picking up garbage are usually inmates that are on some sort of furlough release. Not not even a furlough. They just they're right. they're on the trash crew. But there are two components for that are commonly assigned. One is um, what's called alternative sentencing. So if somebody is sentenced to, say, 60 days of jail, and I'm using the air quotes, sometimes the term is, no, you got to actually go sit in the cage. You have to do jail time. Sometimes they allow alternative sentencing, which can either be at your home on an ankle monitor or doing what's called work project which is you report to the local probation department and they send you out and you know, they do the janitorial stuff with the courts after hours. They, they do the janitorial stuff in the uh, county offices and you provide that service. An eight-hour day usually satisfies one day of, quote, jail time. That is not to be confused with community service. Community service is where you go out and do work, volunteer work, for any organization that can get exempt from taxes under 501c3 of the Eternal Revenue Code. And so the SPCA, your church, church yeah. um, anything that gets you, that, that qualifies under 501c3 as a charitable organization, you go and you do your volunteer work. They will then, the school or the organization will then give you uh, a notice or a letter written on the letterhead of that company saying so-and-so has done 10 hours of community service. And if you got 200 to do, then you still have 90 left to do. But you did it 10 hours for this organization. Now, in our community, I see most of my friends who've been convicted at the Salvation Army store. 
I mean, they go there. You know, this this uh, discount store, Salvation Army, takes in goods and cleans them up and puts them out for resale. There are many, many, many people on this program in the local Salvation so Army. So your store. friends that you do that is are those the ones that read those same books? The that ones that read the same books that I do. The ones that go to the same drive-through marijuana clinic. So what know. Cal's not saying <laughs> is he's calling them quote. His friends. It was yes. actually Cal that's over there at the Salvation Army. Okay, <laughs> okay. one time. When, just to say it, Cal. But when I, you were doing this But I got a good deal service, on the blender. He <laughs> <laughs> did get more community service because he took the blender after he was there. <laughs> got busted, had to go back. Well, that's yeah. interesting. But that's interesting, Todd, to know that. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Again, 855-529-7234 if you want to call in and comment about any of these cases. But... That's that's an interesting thing to know, and thanks for helping us out. We're just let's touch on the Trump thing, Denise. Just you know, we, we, we stay politically neutral, but it's interesting about the Trump tax return case that is coming down, and the different issues of whether or not uh, it is germane. I always say, is it germane to the case that someone's tax returns are to be revealed? Uh, in a, in a case, and we're going to talk, you know, generally talk about the case. This stems back from the uh, investigation uh, from day one that they've been fighting, trying to find something for, uh, with uh, Trump on this issue of um, what was it? The uh, payments to um, Paramours. Yeah, yeah. So payments to hush money payments. No, but see, that's the thing I don't agree with. This is what I'm going to say. I saw, read the quote, hush money payments. And this is what I'm going to ask before we get to that. It's interesting they say hush money payments because someone sued him they want, or they wanted to sue him for what, sexual harassment or something to that effect? Um, and then he paid for that. What's the difference between that and any other settlement in a case where someone is paid for an injury or for uh, a, an alleged allegation or something and then you sign off? And you say, okay, I'm going to sign a release that says, I'm not saying one way or the other, anyone's at fault, but just... No, you're, you're talking about campaign violations. Because okay, what happened is That's his previous was. attorney, Cohen, paid these Cohen. women off so they would not come out during the election period prior to him being elected and say that they had had affairs with him. Okay. So they were paid off in different ways, very different ways, and there was a newspaper that was involved with one of them, and Cohen made a payment to the other one, and so that's okay. a campaign violation. So what That's that, the argument is campaign violation. Yeah. But when you settle with someone on a case, Denise, I Criminal do civil versus sessions. civil. Okay, I get this. Yeah. In a civil case, and you're paying them, and, and, and part of that payment is you don't agree that what they're saying is true, but just to get get rid of it, this happens all day, every day in cases. Look, I'll pay you X amount of dollars. Sign this release. The release says we're not admitting liability. It's a general release. We're not going to say. It's confidential settlement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so why, how is the? And you're saying this is different because that's true. You're saying, but this is about a campaign uh, uh, violation campaign. Yeah. Right, which it was a criminal matter. So it's, it is different. So what happened, there were three, if you remember, like about three, four weeks ago, we talked about that convergence of Trump cases that got up to the U.S. Supreme Court. Right. And one was where the Congress was trying to get his tax returns for right. investigation. The other one was this case with um, Cyrus Vance. Uh, the Manhattan district attorney trying to get his tax returns right. for this criminal matter to look into the hush money payments. And there was a third one, and, and it had to do with his Deutsche Bank and, you know, different banks. That. And so all of them were trying to be 
he's trying to protect his tax returns and financial documents. So what the Supreme Court said, although they, in different cases there were different results, right. but overall it's no, the president of the United States does not have immunity totally from having to disclose his financial records and, and tax returns. And that's not returns. a Trump issue. This is a doesn't matter who the president is. That's right. That means there's no absolute shield or immunity. Okay. So that's up there in the Supreme Court, and that's now the law of the land. Right. Right. So now what we're seeing is we're seeing the trial. If these cases go back to the trial court, and we're seeing now the trial courts are now imposing that law of the land at the trial level. And that's what's so exciting about our our system of law, in my opinion, is because we have the chance to go and work up through the appellate courts and get to the Supreme Court, create law of the land, and then it's binding on the lower courts. And you will start to see the changes in the lower courts right. uh, conforming to the law of the land, and which is really exciting. And yet they didn't create law. They created a precedent. And I, that's, I think that's probably fodder for discussion for another day. The purpose in a three-pronged tour of government, the president enforces, the judicial interprets, and Congress makes the law. But we have a court now making the law, as you pointed out. And that, in my brain, that sets off all kinds of short circuits. No, it's it's stare decisis. It's part of our government, the way system that has been done. Uh, we inherited that from uh, common law in England. No, we accept so, precedent, but it's yeah. not really law, is it? It is. It's it binding is. on the trial courts. As a force of law. In the judiciary, you look at it like that, it's law of the judiciary. It's the rules of the judiciary. Okay. It's precedent for well, judiciary. So I, I think yeah. one thing to point out was that the Supreme Court decision was basically aimed at Trump's claim to short-circuit the subpoena process altogether simply by virtue of the fact that he was a president. And what the Supreme Court ruled is you can't do that just because you're a president. It has to go through the normal processes that subpoenas are reviewed by. And the case that we have today is where a judge is starting that. The first challenge that the Trump administration made to that, the subpoena request was claiming that the subpoena was overly broad and, and that uh, Vance needs to narrowly tailor the subpoena to only financial records or tax records that deal with the issues that Cohen raised. And the court said, no, that is not a subpoena requirement. And that was all. There still may be challenges, and there still may be a, a way for things to be upheld. This is not a blanket. I think it would be incorrect for anybody to read any of these decisions saying, oh, the courts ruled that Trump has to turn over his tax returns. No, that no. is not what the courts are saying. What the courts are saying is you don't get to say, King's X, you don't get to even look because I'm president. That's that right. argument There's has no been done absolute away. immunity. Right, yeah. And, they, and now they're going to expand the law on subpoenas somewhat. Criminal subpoenas will help to be defined further by these cases. And then every, the lower court judges will still decide in their judgment whether or not they should be revealed, if they're germane, if they're important to the case. So that's all it's saying. Absolutely. You can't just say, I'm president, you can't do it. Yes. So we'll be back uh, hour two. We got a lot more coming up. Uh, we might be able to tweet some more stuff out of Cal that we, he doesn't know about. I think you've done enough. <laughs> Stay tuned as Radio Law Talk will continue. Remember, where you listen to us on your favorite radio station, and you can always listen to previous episodes at radiolawtalk.com. And we hope you will. We'll be back. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com. 
a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. No, You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-280-2144-800-280-2144-800-280-2144. Call right now. That number again is 800-280-2144. 